Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. It is the Red Men Podcast. We are right smack dab in the middle of a break from the Reds, but we're not taking a break. We're going to hear, we're going to be talking about some of the things going on around Liverpool Football Club. Uh, I'm Paul Machen. Chris Pajak is back in the studio, released from, from, from self-enforced home lockdown, <laughs> <laughs> back into the general population. Uh, and we're joined uh, by Sam Walker and by Ella Smith for this one as well. Um, yeah, it's a whole bunch of things we're going to talk about today, uh, least of all the Champions League draw, uh, who's not gone on international duty, which I think is quite interesting. Uh, and then we want to talk about Chelsea's running. You know, we promised this last week, just give ourselves a little bit of, of a flavour of what's to come and what Liverpool's chances are of actually getting that top four place, uh, and whether it is at all possible or it's, or it's a mad flight of fancy. But yeah, we're going to come to that in due time. We've got some kickoff questions to get us into it, get the ball rolling. And Hibs, 1001. Stalwart, Mr. Hibbs of the uh, of our of our Twitter. Um, Does that mean there's a thousand better Hibbs than him? Uh, well, not necessarily better, but faster. Um, certainly. Um, you Chris may as well Pager. just slow Hibbs. Yeah, I have this is my constant thing about people have numbers after at the end of names. Just like oh, so do you think close. that might be just how high you can count? What you, you think he reached that and was satisfied? I'll do for today. <laughs> yeah, he's lads. broken his own record. <laughs> Always go break. We broke his first record like nine hundred ninety nine the day before. He's like, no, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Right, that'll do me. Yeah, but by which point someone had already taken Hibs one thousand on Twitter, so we went to one thousand and one. Um, thanks very much, Hibs. By the way, he's always in the comments. Good man. Um, not anymore. You have to, not anymore. <laughs> God, alienated forever. Um, you have to give one up, Chris Pajak. Football or music? No comment. Oh. I don't, don't do I? Yeah. No, I don't. Why do I? It was you to tell me that I have to give it up. <laughs> Mate, when you support Liverpool, music is synonymous with our club, though. You wouldn't be able to sing the anthem at the start of a match if you gave up one, would you, there? Yep. So I think that's a really that's trick true. question. Yeah. It'd just be like lockdown football forever. I mean, look, lads, if it was like... Would you give up food or not give up food? It's like, there's no, there's no question there. It's the, like, you know what I mean? The reason why we've asked it is because it's tricky. I'm interested to get your takes on it. Chris so, Page. lockdown football forever or music? Football forever or music forever. The whole sport. But football without singing, without fans singing and without chants yeah. and all that. Like, it's a really hard question. I don't want to answer it. Yeah, you give up football. I don't know if you'd be giving up your job <laughs> to do it as well. Retired at thirty-eight, not bad. <laughs> not really retired. <laughs> not really retired. <laughs> retired. You sign it on, like you know, it's not the same thing. Yeah. Oh, you're a retired. It's, it's how you're retired, Paulo, isn't it? You yeah. know what I mean. Standing outside the job. I center. chose. I chose this life, so I technically retired. Retirement rate's gone up loads since the <laughs> pandemic, hasn't it? Like, I mean, incredible. Unemployment, we call that. Um, Sam Walker, you go on, you've got to give a footy or music. And this Did. is a man, former, D, former DJ, Sam Walker. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a bit easier for me. Yeah. I'll give already give music off. Yeah, well, no, because I make a... I make a I'm a... <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Ooh, sticking the knife Ooh. in the interest, didn't oh, I tell you what. <laughs> um, you may have punched me, it along. I'll tell you what. Do you know, I, I could put up without <laughs> football because there are other sports, and I hate to say it because football is the sport for me, but I love I love sports. I could watch a bit of tennis. I can watch cricket. I can watch boxing. I can go and get me thrills in the stadiums. And, you know, you, I'm sure rugby union's a bit chaotic at times, but 
take away music for all the things Errol said, you know, like Chris just said, I just don't understand how life would be. Music probably brings happiness to the world. Yeah. You know, getting a bit deep oh, there, but no, mate. Cody buggy, yeah. Mate, imagine going on a holiday, right, when you're like 19 and being no music. Yeah. How are you gonna? Just how how would Sam make people reach for the lasers? Exactly. If there was no, there was no people were like, "Fuck <laughs> off!" Fuck you reach for the lasers. <laughs> no, no one would pay in anyway, would they? <laughs> like, what, what? Go to what? If yeah. I was ten, no, if I was ten years football. younger, if I was ten years younger, I couldn't possibly give up footy because I, I enjoy it's the playing footy as much as anything else. Because you can yeah. play footy without music. You know, you don't need you don't need music to go and play five sides or go to the park and kick a ball around to be able to not kick a ball again. But I'm getting to the point now where I'm not going to be able to play footy for, forever. But no, I, I, I yeah, I need, um, mm, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I give up. Oh God, no! I'd, I I I would have to give up music, which is horrendous because I need football too much in me in my life. Because I can't go, I can't go back to job centre. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. And too many, too much time with the job centre in my youth. Can't go back to that bollocks, bollocks to that. Um, right, okay. Oh, Paul James actually asked a, a, an interesting kind of question as well. We've done two this week because it's a break, um, and also we've been doing that for weeks now. Uh, at Jersey Paul ninety on Twitter says, "What's your favourite quote from a movie?" Now Chris has, has asked me to act this one out with him. Yeah. And we want to get we got we got people live in the comments actually, and we'll get the get the guys at home as well. I want to see if anyone can guess um, what the movie's from. Hey kid, think fast. He's a little slow on the hands. He's blind, Doug. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give people a few moments to see if they can guess what film that's from. Um, my, I've got a, I've got a few. It's, it generally is whatever cops to mind, but the one that came, instantly came to mind when I when I read the question, I'll try my best to do it in accent. Is winners whine about uh, losers whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Um, <laughs> anyone name the film? Do it. Uh, Sam Walker, what's your favourite quote from a movie? Um, oh, it's a tough one. This one, to be honest, I think legendary quotes would have to be. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. It's absolutely, you know, I'm not going to even try and do the accent. I'll leave that to you. Just, I can't even think <laughs> of one further past than that. But something from Star Wars, possibly I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, yeah, you've caught me there really, but... I have the higher ground! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, those sorts of epic scenes. But I think, I think in terms of just, I don't really have a favourite quote as such, uh, but I enjoy watching movies, but not, not that deep, but... Yeah, okay. Apoc- Apocalypse Now has got to be got to be the one, hasn't it? Okay, so Errol, you got one. I'm awful with movie quotes. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I love movies, but like I can never really like. I know people that will always like say little quotes and lines from movies and think, "How the fuck do you remember them that well?" Um, <laughs> That's me. But, like, <laughs> but I'm just one of them. But do you know what film I remember having great lines? In? It was 300. I feel like they had some belt oh, quotes yeah. in that. I just can't this remember any the, off the top of my head. This is Sparta! I'm changing my mind. Sparta, that's it. That's it. Jenny that's Butler like, kicking people into yeah, pits. Yeah, it was the whole film, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that was um, Right, sad. Okay, well, we um, I'll, we'll, I'll leave a, let people have another a few moments to guess where the movies, what the movies were. Adam Wilson asks us a, a kickoff question with the super chat. Says, "Would you rather never win a trophy again, or win every trophy one more time, and all football ceases to exist?" Oh, right. Okay. As long as I get to keep music, I'm taking the trophy one more time, and all f- football ceases to exist because. And you get to sing one more time. Yeah, that's not why. <laughs> but uh, it's mainly because I'm thinking we're gonna do it this season yeah. and we will just finish the most successful English side ever yeah and, and not this season next season obviously we're out on all the competitions this yes, season yes <laughs> absolutely yeah. but not quite um, yeah we'll talk about that in a second um, right okay <laughs> sub 41R I hate sand don't know it Anakin Skywalker <laughs> yeah. yeah I think if you're going to pick a Star Wars quote the best Star Wars quote is hello there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, someone saying dodgeball no not dodgeball it's close I the answer Chris Pajak basketball basketball uh, Trey Parker Matt Stone those of South Park fame one of the greatest comedies of all time absolutely and mine was from any guesses no idea 
It's a lot of dead air. Is it? Is it Conair or? <gasps> no. It's the other one. It's the other one. Yeah. Face we're off. I'm going to do an impression. Actually, camera on me. Face camera off. on me, please, Tom. The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Got it! <laughs> Doesn't translate to podcast listed. I did a big eyebrow. It's The Rock. Uh, thanks so much uh, for setting that in. Uh, right, yes. Uh, we're going to dive in. So we're going to be talking about the Champions League draw. Uh, we're going to be talking about the international players, uh, or non-international players, I should say, and having a closer look at Chelsea's running. After a very short break, uh, to give you a little bit of a closer look at some of the incredible Champions League documentaries that we have streaming now on the Redmen. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. tv.com Hey everyone, welcome back. So yeah, we've got a whole host of Champions League documentaries to keep you in the mood while we wait for Liverpool, Real Madrid. We've got ones that obviously chart the success leading to number six. Uh, we've got an amazing one about the fan park itself in the lead up to the final, which are the greatest, greatest experiences of my life. Uh, and yeah, you get to see a lot of the footage that I took from the front of the stage uh, there from behind the scenes and then sitting down and speaking to the people who actually got to perform on the day, Jamie Webster et al. And then actually because we can look back it and look at it as part of we charted the rise as well. Uh, the road to Kiev is a really interesting one to go back and see. Obviously, it doesn't end in the greatest way, but the ride was one of the best we'd ever had as Liverpool fans. So, all those documentaries and a whole load more streaming right now on the redmentv.com. Uh, sign up and get involved. We've also got an exclusive competition where you can win a signed Louis Suarez print if you join us a club legend over on there. More details at the end of the podcast. Uh, right, sound Chris Pajak, Manchester City versus Dortmund, Porto versus Chelsea, Bayern versus Paris Saint-Germain, Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Like, you you couldn't have done much better to cherry-pick a draw no. that I think we were all looking for. No, I, exactly right. I, was, I had a meeting just before the draw went live and, and it was it was with an Everton fan, funnily enough, and he said, like, who do you want, like, and all that. And I was like, I really want Real Madrid because you've got that. Like, I always want the easiest one. Yeah. But I actually you've, been think, clar- you've wanted Porto every year since Except forever. this year, because yeah. I watched the Porto-UV game <laughs> and I just... It felt like watching Liverpool struggle against teams this season, you know, the way that they defended and stuff like that. And I wasn't very much of the opinion that, you know, Liverpool can't beat them because of that. I think they can, but there is something to having that revenge feeling with Real Madrid if you're able to get it and all that type of stuff. Obviously, the Salah and Ramos and everything else. But then it's not just the draw that we got, is it? You know, that's what we need to talk about now. It's it's the side of the draw that we got in. And, you know, it harks back, obviously, people thinking about 2005 and potentially getting Chelsea in the semi-final. I'm not asked about that, really. I, you know, that will come if we get there. Mm-hmm. And if Chelsea win their game as well, to be honest with you. But, you know, I think they, that's going to be a struggle for them. That Porto side was really, really tough to break down against. Even they threw the kitchen sink out. They threw everybody forwards and Porto defended brilliantly and still had a little bit uh, of something there in the tank. So for me, look, 
the fact of the matter is we've ad- avoided Bayern Munich, PSG and City till the final. Yep. That's the draw that I like. Yep. Out of anything else, that's what I would have wanted more than the team that Liverpool face. Yeah. It's just to get that opportunity to get to the final. If you can get to the final, anything can happen. Yeah, that's it. And just to clarify, because I see a lot of people react to the words like that. That's not to say that Liverpool are walking their way to the final because there's draw by any, by any stretch. But Sam, it's just, it's got, all, it's got what you want, I think, from a draw, particularly given Liverpool's current circumstances. I, I think Liverpool can beat any of them teams, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, I, but I think where we're at right now, we need to, as fans, need to see us get a few wins under our belts before we can start to get the true a true feeling of confidence back. Real Madrid represents <clears throat> the, the, the glamour of the Champions League, but also probably a team that are on a similar sort of level to us. For you know, you know, not ma- not man for man, but they're not quite the, the team that they're not the team that beats us in Kiev anymore. Yeah, and it's really interesting because I actually think every single match-up in the draw, you'd maybe argue City and Dortmund, but I think they're almost finally matched really well, almost like they've been plucked yeah. style for style to make a cracking game of football. Uh, and the Real Madrid game, I think this season, one of the things we've struggled, well, since January, shall we say, or since the 27th of December, the West Brom game, has been we've we've struggled to motivate ourselves to push on that extra bit, to dig in that bit more. We just looked a little bit off it, whereas I think... Getting Real Madrid and not getting Porto or Chelsea on our side will give us that little lift, that little extra sort of motivation. There'll be something in Salad that we probably haven't seen for a few weeks. There'll be something in Mane because he was there, Bobby. You know, the lads who, who fell short and felt the pain of Carrius throwing the ball in twice, they'll all have something to really prove. Real Madrid will also know what's coming. They'll also know they're playing a juggernaut of European football. They'll also be looking at this side of the draw going, we can win this Champions League this season. Let's not forget, Real Madrid will be happy with that draw. Yeah. Porto and Chelsea's a 50-50 for me as well. Chelsea don't score lots of goals and Porto just knocked out Juve and Ronaldo. So let's not write Porto off, by the way. It could be one of those mad years where you end up with like a PSG Porto final, honestly. Yeah. So I think I think I think Sam's called it spot on there. I, don't, I think you right, all four teams on our side of the draw will be looking at it exactly the, the way that we're looking at it. Mm. You know, they'll be the, Real Madrid won't be taking us lightly, although I'm sure um, Marco would like that to be you know to feel that's the case and whatever. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of Real Madrid fans who think that we're you know we're beatable, etc. etc. But you know, we're selling ourselves a story. We're trying to spin out a narrative here. And for all those teams, they'll look at it and go, yeah, everyone everyone wanted to avoid Bayern and everyone wanted to avoid Man City and to some extent probably wanted to avoid PSG. So, yeah, ex- exactly that. We was four teams, all with an ambition there, um, at, which is true on both sides of the draw, of course, but you take my, you take my point on this, to be, in the fi- to be in the final without a doubt. Yeah, and you know what? I think the, the, the run over the last, you know, since the turn of the year is... If at any time it's going to be playing our favour, it's got to be now, simply because teams like Real Madrid will definitely fancy themselves against us. My thing is I've been wanting to draw Real since, obviously, Kiev, and and just any opportunity when we've been at the peak of our powers to just get some revenge. It's a little bit unfortunate that we're not at the peak of our powers now, but anyone that's been watching them in Europe this season will know that they've struggled at, at times. So I genuinely think it will be good for us this year now to go back as underdogs. We play better when we've got that little bit of an underdog tag on us. Um, and as, as Sam was saying there, just the opportunity to kind of get that little added revenge and that little bit of a motivation factor for some of the lads. I think the other two side teams in the tie as well, in terms of the styles, I think they're just going to... I think if I had to kind of guess how the games are going to pan out, I think ours is going to be very end-to-end, high-octane. And I think Chelsea's and Porto's is going to be a little bit of... Um, it's, it's probably going to be a bit... I wouldn't. I don't want to say boring, but I think it's got the potential to be a bit of a boring tie with a very close one or two goals scored each, each yeah. game, just because of their styles. Very, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You can see that being a very Rafa Benitez tactical chess like yeah. away goals yeah. or one goal win. Uh, one person who doesn't agree that it's a good draw, Chris, is um, American journalist Grant Wall, who uh, we we've met, interviewed. He's dead sound, but he's. I don't know if anyone else has seen this. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I typed the reply and deleted it about six times because yeah. I just couldn't be bothered getting into it because it's just such a ridiculous opinion that his, it needs nothing. His quote is late to this, but a Champions League draw that would put Bayern and Man City by far Europe's two best teams against each other in the semi-finals, not the final, is a badly designed draw. It, yeah, well, it's not designed, is it? That's the whole point. Um, the fact of the matter is, listen, I actually respect him. I think he's a decent journalist, to be honest with you. And it doesn't matter where he's from. You can be a, you can be a decent pundit and all that, regardless. He's got this one wrong for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because at what point do you decide that they're the best two sides? Yeah. 
in the competition is it when the group stages finish because we were top of the league and we'd just gone through in our group yeah. um, and Man City were miles behind us in the league at that point is it at the, at the end of last season when we finished 20 odd points ahead of Manchester City because we'd have been ahead of Manchester City in the pecking order there mm-hmm. um, do you really like, do you really want teams to be seeded going into the group stages and how do you do that anyway because let's be honest over the last few years Manchester City have got quite easy draws in the group stages well they are so how do you then how do you then see them just because they got 16 points or whatever against some no mark sides that they beat yeah. like how do you see them in in in, in competition in, it's in, just impossible how do you yeah, how do you see them when you get to the knockouts because yeah you're right because they do they, the competitions are are seeded to a point aren't they which is why you don't end up with City Barcelona PSG and Bayern Munich in one you know, in, in one group, but you're right. Once you get to the knockout stages, that's where the, the free throw comes. And I, I agree on a purely superficial level that because I've said this for me, and again, this is just because I'm obviously Liverpool biased. Buying Liverpool makes is has got has got that vibes for the final because you're talking about the last two winners. You're talking mm-hmm. about two teams who've both got six European cups. You've got you know and, and and all these things going for it. But from an outside perspective, looking at looking at the league table and seeing Liverpool down in sixth or seventh. I, I I get I get what he's kind of saying, um, Sam. But it's mm. it's it's bollocks. Like it's total bollocks. The, the mad thing is though is that when, I know we're not to talk about City, but City's team and Pep Guardiola's teams when they were in, when he was at Bayern as well, they're designed to play in a boring way that just strangle teams that are nowhere near as good as them. They absolutely obliterate. Even if they win two 0 they destroy teams' morale who are just not as good as them. And the reason why they don't do well in Europe is because look what happened when they played United the other day. As soon as a team says, I'm going to minute, you're not having it all your own way and we've got a bit of quality as well, the, the tie becomes a 50-50 and it's not something their side are used to. So although they are so dominant in English football over the last four years, it hasn't shown in Europe because in my opinion, the way they translate their football into Europe doesn't work. So the likes of Bayern, the likes of PSG, the likes of maybe even Dortmund and Liverpool in 18, 17, 18, can, can can fight back and punch back and suddenly it's a totally different experience for them. So for him to come out and say that, for me, it's wrong. Uh, yes, they're the best team in the UK at the moment in Britain. That's fine. But until you win the Champions League once, never mind five, six times or last year or the year before, you cannot be considered the best team in Europe. That's that's for the English bookies, that. Good luck. But I'll tell you what, in Spain and Germany and France, I bet you their bookies have got a totally different and I bet you their pundits are speaking totally different as well. Yeah, go on, Al. Can I make a point as well? Like... I don't know this guy, but I wonder what he would have said when we drew Barcelona in the semi-finals that year. Because mm. that to me is very interesting. Because Ajax and Tottenham, that one of them, what he's saying would have made for a very exciting final against the Barcelona or Liverpool. So that semi-final, look how that just like flipped the world football on its head. Those two legs, yeah. especially how Liverpool played that first leg in the Bernabeu, we played quality. We just got so well, He'd have had Barcelona City in the final before those semi-final before we got even. Here's a fucking novel thing. As what we play the games and see who's the best in the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because that's the only way that you decide. Don't get to decide halfway through a season yeah. who's going to be the best because it doesn't work out like that. Yeah. And I tell you what, he needs to turn his eye to. Why do you have a fucking cup competition after they've had a league competition in America? Because yeah. that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like that, that, you know what I mean? Like that, like they play a league and then go right. I know you won the league, mate, but you haven't won. The league you know what I mean <laughs> now I'm going to get into a cup competition for it yeah. like shut up like yeah. you know what I mean sort that out and then come over here and sort the, sort the European Cup out uh, so there was a good response Phil McNulty is obviously known in, in Northwest journalism circles he says uh, should we even bother having the tournament then Grant you just tell us who in your opinion are by far the best two teams in Europe and we can save all the fuss and bother of those group games by shooting straight to the final the key word here is draw to which Grant fairly replies you can throw out straw men that you know I don't support or you could entertain the actual point there is zero chance the two teams that have been the best in Europe this year can meet in Europe's marquee event the final for me, that's a bummer. I mean, this has got all the this has got all this the is, factors of like, just don't commit this to social media. It's got, like <laughs> this has got like this is this has got all the people like I think the Beatles are overrated. Yeah, you know what? Keep it to yourself. Just keep it off Twitter. It's <laughs> great that you've got an opinion. Let, like, let, but. Let's, let's talk that through. That's got the hallmarks for me of someone who doesn't support any of the sides. Yeah. Oh, Do- yeah. Doesn't just yeah. wants a spectacle, yeah. but hang on a minute. How many City. teams enter the Champions League every single year that want a good chance of winning? And the draw is as you know as a good part of winning a cup competition yeah. as anything else. He's looking for Champions League the movie. 
the Zack Snyder, the, the Grant Wall cut of the Champions League where he gets to go and put in whatever he wants to be put in to make the people that support his ideas be, be successful. Well, what you're best doing, if you're going to seed them, right, is just give City and Bayern buys in the league portion so that they guarantee themselves in the last 16. You know what I mean? If they're good enough, they'll get there. And the best team over over the over the course of the Champions League season yeah. will get to the final out of City and Bayern. Uh, and if Bayern go on and beat City and Bayern go on and win it, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, because they'd have already beaten the fucking other best team. Yeah. Apparently, the Champions League bollocks. The group stage is shit anyway, isn't it? You know what I mean? The group stage exists just to guarantee. All fill and no killer Paul. No, no, exactly. But you know, it has its moments. Like the last game, the last when the last games of groups stages often matter yeah, you get some great ties in those kind of things because similarly you get some really dull quarterfinals you know like Man it's City's... some really dull finals when two really good teams come up against yeah, each other by the way Olympia well. Real Madrid is one of the worst European Cup finals of all time you know going back to 80 for a couple of reasons yeah oh yeah, yeah. but it's but it, it's um it's yeah, it's, it is one of those things. It's like the group stage is crap. What I I get it, like I do, I I get it. You know, having a showpiece spectacle, like a dream matchup. But this is that's what that's all it is. It's a it's a flight of fancy. It's a hundred percent a point. Yeah, go on. It's a money making thing as well for them. Like the amount of the amount of eyes that are beyond those four games, respectively, in terms of just being like. All right, we'll just have the, you know City and Bayern play a final. City haven't got the fans to make it a spectacle and people to want to <laughs> tune in. People want to sit and watch all the other games because that's like the build-up. That's like the you know. Well, is that a point at all in oh. in the current climate when you're not getting all that extra stuff around it? Does that add weight to his argument? Because you're right. Who cares if Man City can't generate an atmosphere because sure. they couldn't do it anyway? No, but I I think that when there isn't the atmosphere right now, you want the extra games. I want to see Liverpool go up against the Real Madrid. I want to see a City have to have to start earning their crust as a European head because they're not going to be European royalty. They've got to become heavyweights first. Do you know what I mean? They've worked their way up through the gears. They've put on a little bit of extra air uh, pudding and padded out a little bit. But they're still not heavyweights of this game yet. They've got to knock out and get some bloody noses against some of the big boys and until they do that they, they can't rank themselves as one of the european royalty so from my perspective i need to see them play them games first domestically we can all agree they're great they're brilliant and you'll you know hands down you've been the best team in england this year but on the european stage whose nose have they really bloodied yeah. and I, I like it Go on, go, go on. I mean, for no, me, right? That's point. Whoever gets to the final out of City and Bayern and PSG, Does that'll be it? worth more. That'll be worth more because anything can happen in a in a one-legged game. Yeah. But the better side generally goes through after the two legs, generally speaking. Yeah. So if Bayern go through and knock City out, they're the better side. It's the quarterfinals, as I say. Think about that. Think about that. That by 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 Grant Wall's standard on this, as just to go back rewind a point, is that. The fa- he, he would. There's no way that he picks Liverpool and Tottenham to be the champ to be the Champions League final. And that what that means is you can't have had the Liverpool Barcelona tie, and you can't have had the you can't have had Spurs Man City go the way it did with all the drama of that. And then you can't have the Ajax Spurs where you had all the late drama in that game, and you've lost loads of these amazing well, that's footballing the the moments. Yeah. You watch it not- back and you make your DVD at the end of it if you actually win it. And that's the journey to the final. Like yeah. for us, we remember when we beat Barcelona, it was always in Liverpool fans' mind, we can't lose this final now. Why? Yeah. For one reason, because Barcelona was our final. That Anfield game where we got four goals against them to us, mm. that was the final. We had geared ourselves up to say, you know what? It might not go our way in the league, but if we're going to go out this in the Champions League, we're going to go out on our own terms. And we didn't because we treated it like a final. And if you yeah. robbed Teams of that, you're you're not just robbing teams. You're robbing players. You're robbing managers. Like and right, you might you might all think, oh, they actually would work out better. But does does Jose Mourinho become a top manager if Porto gets sided? You know what I mean? Like Porto don't go on and win the Champions League because there's extra seeding in place, and then all of a sudden he doesn't come to England and do what he did in his career because of some random seeding thing at the at the final stages of the Champions League. No, well that's what I mean. This is where you're getting into the realms of like dream dream matchups, and the fact of the matter is, sounds like he wants a European Super League. Yeah, well just go and just go. You, you get you might get to watch that game you know you might get to see it in a semi-final City versus and getting to see that would be great but the point is you might not so, and like because there's a world where one or both of those teams actually get knocked out in the quarter-finals which completely invalidates his point because imagine that because imagine if the two teams that he's but what saying, would happen in this seeding thing I'd guess is 
like what where, where do you, is is one playing two because they never do that. So is one playing eight, eight, two playing seven. You know what I mean? Like you know, if you start seeding, you start the best teams start getting the worst teams at this end of the competition. That's what how it works in like the NFL and stuff. Yeah, one gets six though. seed and stuff like that, and so you're almost handing them. Their way through the competition, yeah. and when you're as dominant as you are in like a, a Bayern or a City, that's unfair. So, well, Chris, we 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 wouldn't be seventh or eighth seed though, and City wouldn't be first or second seed because come back to your point, if we're gonna go on like the tennis kind of way of doing it, which is the only real comparison, isn't it? Where you get the final as Djokovic and Nadal every get every every tournament, you would end up with Bayern Munich number one, Liverpool number two. So right now we'll be playing probably. I don't know, uh, Dortmund or Porto. But yeah, we'll probably be playing Dortmund and, and, and buying and play Porto. And that'd be it. So City would be probably stuck playing against probably Madrid again or or, or Chelsea or PSG. So yeah. actually, he's full of shit. But the other thing is, I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? It's, his whole idea is bullshit because you can't just say, right, from January the 1st, they're the best yeah. team. What You're arbitrarily picking your seedings today is the point. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so what happened in Istanbul, right? The opportunity for arguably the greatest two teams of that era of football to play each other in a final. Mourinho's Chelsea were unbelievable. And AC Milan were just a phenomenon. We beat Chelsea. So they had their chance for the spectacle final. It didn't come off. And then we beat Milan in that mad way. You don't get that amazing semi-final. That was 1-0. And you don't get that final if Chelsea actually do their job and beat us. Does that make sense? So yeah, that, that almost happened. But in the end, we get the best Champions League of all time because it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's the that's football. Isn't it? That's the, that, exactly. is the, that is the beauty of football, is that you end up, you th- you know, it's like, um, it's, it's why we love Nat Phillips, because we started this season waiting, wanting Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez to be our centre-back player, or Matip, whatever you t- take your pick. And we've ended up with a world where we could have this cult hero forever and ever and ever in Nat Phillips who just crops up and comes in at a, a mad time. And that's actually worth more in, you know, in some regards because that's, the, that's the, the magic of footy is that you often, you think you know what you want. It's like, give you a great example of this, it's like when every, after every major tournament finishes, someone tries to predict what your national team's team's going to look like at the next one so like what's your next World Cup team and you're never right because it's four years and like lads who you think are going to be worldies absolutely disappear and lads come out of nowhere and you know all this and you end up with a completely different set of heroes than you could have predicted that's amazing. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's... It's true. I, I'm just thinking how hard that would be. I can't even get the start 11 right on the Wednesday before a Saturday game. <laughs> and people are trying to predict the England side for four years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm pleased with the draw. I think we all are. And, you know, Real Madrid represents a very good opportunity, I think, to have an exciting game of football and hopefully go through as well. Uh, we did a react show to this uh, on the RedmanTV.com. So if you want uh, 60 minutes uh, or 45 minutes, whatever it was, talking specifically about the draw, then do head over there. It's an extra show over on the, on the did, website. Did you do the super chat from... I'm the, just about Thuko. to do it now. Uh, and Thuko Ndalov uh, uh, says, I wouldn't mind a Salah tackle on Ramos, lads. Uh, we would all understand. Hashtag seven in Istanbul, yeah. I mean, look, this is the point. Just lastly on this is that there's loads of these stories. I had a few people... I did a video on it over on, on my channel. People were saying... Um, this revenge talk or you shouldn't be talking about revenge and blah 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 like us talking about it's a bit like, like it's a problem there's no way the footballers don't think about that really? like you know there's no way like but they're, they're, these are athletes and they're driven by these things you find fuel and fire any competitive person and I've come I've come to this I've come to competitiveness late in life but wanting to beat other people and being beaten is something you, Chris you can beat this I'm you carry it around with you yeah. you carry shit around with you you carry your defeats around with you and then you rest fester on them and then hopefully you use them to get a little to bit fuel, more yeah you fuel it but like that, what I think people are uh, probably for the most part on the surface of social media getting wrong is like this one mate with the greatest of respect and Thuku it's not a tackle it's a goal for mm. Salah. That's the revenge for Salah. It's scoring a goal or two goals and knocking him out, not injuring him. Yeah, that's because okay. you could injure him and lose the game. I think it's about can... beating him. That's what competitiveness it's is. It's not revenge. It's not like this is not like um, taking eye for a fucking eye. Yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> it's, not not... A, it's not a fucking Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> like I'm not. I don't want Salah to go like you know. I, I have a particular set of skills. You know, no. Yeah, he, he, he does. Fuck, say that. My my skills is not murder. 
my, my skills are dribbling past you really fast and scoring a goal. So yeah, you're right. That's what revenge. That's what revenge looks like in this regard. It's not some sort of like concocted plan, some weird half-assed concocted plan where you go and you're going to go and hobble Ramos as he gets off the coach. No, you want to put Let him on Milner his do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But that's what this team's built on as well, though, lads. If you think about it, because we did it in the prem. City went and beat us by one point the other season and it wasn't like a revenge, but it was like, we know they're our competition. How do we use that one point as a motivating factor to next season, remedy it and make us the, the winners? And that's what this team's built on. So there's no there's no doubt in my mind that they're thinking, yeah, rubbing their hands, thinking, yeah, Ramos, mate, can't wait to see you in the tunnel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just stare into his soul and just look at him and just be like, yeah, we're going to get this one. Why yeah. up? He's good to get sent off because he, he, much, the thing is as well, Ramos as the kind of character he is will love that. He will love that he's the centre of attention. He'll be all over. It. He'll be mouthy all game. So just wind him up. Just you know, leave a little bit on him on his shoulder. You know, when you throw an elbow in, or when you go on a shoulder to shoulder, you know, give him a little kick. You know, run past him, say something to him, and he'll tell you what he will kick one of you. Can we? Can we just? Uh, can we just draw a line under the Ramos thing to some extent as well? And what, what I mean by this is. I know no one likes Ramos, and he became because of the Salah thing and because of the spectacle and all that. And he, you know, he got he ended up the pantomime villain and the whole piece. Like we'd we'd have loved that, and I don't mean like someone injuring another player deliberately or whatever. Like there's not like I don't think there's any way. Ramos definitely wanted to take Salah down, but I don't think he ever would have wanted to do it no, the way he did so, it. Either. But he's a born winner. And ball winners bend the rules, and they do everything in their power, and and they and they push, and they scrap, and they scrape, and they kick, and they and they, and, and bite, as we well know from Suarez, having Suarez who's the same cut from the same cloth in that regard. You know that's that's we like we love Andy Robertson, and he does all he does the same sort of stuff. He throw he, that that lad for Roma, we literally threw off the pitch. Fucking Messi, yeah, that was right. Yeah, you know, yeah, the little yeah. push on the back of the head, on the yeah, back of the exactly. head, and yeah. Just to let him know. So yeah, let's not be, let's not be me. massive shit houses about this. No, no, I know, but what, I don't think he means to basically dislocate his, his no, arm. I, I think, think I think, I think, I, I personally think that Ramos knew exactly what he was doing. I just think that's the type of guy he is. Honestly, I know, but what I mean, what I'm saying, Sam, is I think you could take that, you could take, you could do an arm drag takedown on someone 50 times <laughs> and not hurt someone that badly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, if you did it, yeah, that people would do that in the fighting all the time, and it would be game over instantly every single time. It's what my point is. He's definitely trying yeah, yeah. to hurt him. I don't think he. I don't think he thinks that's the the the, the extreme end of the of the spectrum of what it is. But regardless, yeah. it's it's one of them, isn't it? You know, he he did it. It was shit, and we felt we fell foul of it. Liverpool needs to go. Like the Salah thing, like that the, the Chelsea game where they had all the social media stuff of the Chelsea just, fans singing yeah. Salah being a being a bomber or whatever. And what does he do? He sticks a screamer and does a peace gesture. Like do that, yeah, exactly. That that's that's re- that's revenge to me. You know, do that and win. Do that and win the game, or be nowhere near. Do all, do everyone else's running all game and actually not get near the goal and have Ramos waiting for it all game long, mm. like waiting for it. And while he's got his eyes on Salah all match. Man, I just nips Jota. in, or Jota just nips in and do, does the does the job. That um, just briefly because that the Champions League stuff was really interesting. and Went longer than I expected. Um, the just because <laughs> I said we'd mention who's, who's not on international duty: uh, Alisson, Fabinho, uh, Firmino, Trent, Nat Phillips. Shock. Um, Alex Oxley Chamberlain, Reese Williams, also shock. Ben Davies, also shock. Adrian, also shock. Uh, and Divock Origi. Uh, uh, this is how I'm feeling. This is like, um, they were simply overlooked by the national team managers in favour of other options. It's like, yeah, okay. And they've, they've, they've grouped it all together. I'm not sure that there were many of those lads who were particularly waiting by the phone. I just want to quickly point it because I don't think we talked about it anyone else. The Trent stuff, I am, I am. As a pure Liverpool fan who just wants our best players to have as much rest and be as ready as possible for the league games, I'm I'm made up that he's not playing for England. But the idea that he's not England's best right back is on what comical, but it's borderline stupid slash negligence. I think on Gareth Southgate's part because who's he playing there? Uh, well, I think Trippier get called up. Yeah, Trippier, and then it wasn't who's the other one. Oh. Reece James. James. Reece James. James. Yeah, James, that was it. Walker plays centre-half for England most of the time, doesn't he? So that's a bit of a different mm. argument. But yeah, it's, I mean, the point is, he's the best right-back in world footy, and he's he's been, for like the last month and a half, I think he's been class. So this notion that he's not like, because like he's not 
he's fallen below a level or whatever. I I wonder whether he's just looking and go, oh, he's, he's got less assists this season, so it mustn't be mustn't be as good. It's a, it's got Stephen Gerrard written all over it for me, Chris. Where yeah. a, a player gets a manager chooses to build his team around the wrong players instead of building his team around the, 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 the best players. I don't know. I, I just think when you when you when you think about Gareth Southgate, do you think he's a good manager? I think he wears waistcoats very well. Right, so you don't think about how good a manager is? No. no. And that's probably part of the problem because good managers don't pick up players or they don't pick the right players. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes down to with Gareth Southgate. I think... You know, everybody knows we're not really fans of England and stuff like that. And I couldn't care less, really, if Trent goes to the Euros or whatever it is this summer. Um, it's about him being a Liverpool player. And you know what? If Southgate doesn't care, sound. Because I know that Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to use this to fuel himself yeah. in the league and in the Champions League for Liverpool between now and the end of the season. And I guarantee, yeah, Trent Alexander-Arnold makes that squad and goes to the Euros right now. Yeah, Interesting. 100%. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point indeed. Um, OK, so we're going to move on to uh, Chelsea then. Um, some interesting stuff. Lumen, we know that the Reds right now are five points behind them um, in the race for top four, as it were. Um, Sam, just overall feelings on this. The league table, we, said, we were saying like a week or so ago, don't kind of don't take the league table in. It's, it's actually been ongoing since then. I... I I'd forgotten that more footy was still to be played. Um, West Ham have been dropping points, which is which is great. That fifth looks a little bit more attainable now. Five points doesn't feel catastrophic. A difference with you know with the, with the games we've got left to play. What you, what's your feelings on it right now? I feel if we get to the last four games and we're within one, two, three, maybe four points of top four, we're in a great shout because. It's actually Chelsea. Chelsea are a funny team because they're not scoring loads of goals. Very, very solid defensively. But I always feel with situations like this that it'll come to an end. They'll they'll they'll, they'll start conceding a few goals. But I actually think Leicester are potentially at more risk than Chelsea because number one, they just got to an FA Cup semi final in a very winnable game, and they've got their last three games are Man City, Tottenham, and Chelsea, and they've got City coming up. And I actually think they. The way the fixture list falls, a couple of injuries already. You know, they could literally just drop out of the top four rapidly. Chelsea are probably going to end up third, possibly even second if United don't kick on. Can we do it? Yeah, we can. It's on us. If we win six or seven games, we will get top four. I'll put me, I'll put me, me, me into it now. But with us, the problem we, we, we've been, we've just been burned, haven't we? It, it, it's up to us, it's up to Liverpool to start winning yeah. football matches game after game. So yeah. we can do it. Will we? Well, it's another one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, it, that, and that's the thing. I look at Liverpool's fixtures and, and, and <laughs> what we've got to face. Obviously, you've got Arsenal uh, when we come back from the international break, Villa after between the Real Madrid games. Then it's Leeds, Newcastle, United, Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, Palace. I mean, obviously, Palace, we snotted Palace everywhere, but they, they those teams, Palace, Burnley, West Brom, Southampton, Newcastle, and even Leeds to some extent, Chris, and United, these are all teams that they've given us trouble this season, and or in Palace's case, previous seasons. They're the kind of teams that we've really struggled against. And this is to, to, to the point made there. If we are to have hopes and ambitions, we've got this. We've got to figure out how to actually win those games of football. They're all winnable games. Maybe not Old Trafford. But like we we definitely owe them one in and amongst all this. On paper, you'd be looking at that running. We'd have been looking at that running at the start of the season, going, "This is how we win the league." <laughs> Whereas now, I'm looking at it, going, well, "You know what?" So we drop points to we 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 beat Leeds, although it, it, it took a little bit of an effort. We drew with Newcastle. Did we lose to Man United? I forget now. True, um, true. We drew with Man United. We lost in the FA Cup, didn't we? Yeah, um, we lost to Southampton. We drew with West Brom. We lost to Burnley, uh, and we battered battered Crystal Palace. That's that's going to be a real test of how we develop the, the back end of the season. Yeah. I, I'll I'll be honest. I don't think we can get top four now. I think it's over. Yeah. I think it's too much of a gap for this for this side and the way that we're playing at the moment. You know, and and listen, I was sat here before we hit the top of the Premier League when Van Dijk went out saying we're going to win the league, we're going to win the league, we're going to win the league. I haven't seen anything that suggests that we can we can close a gap on the teams that are ahead of us anymore. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, and that pains me to say, but does anyone really think that we're a better side right now than Chelsea? 
Mm, have we got better? Have we got better options going into the last ten games of the season than Chelsea? I, I like, think we got lads that we can bring off the bench who were in better form than Chelsea. He's the not really have. asking a question of you there, Sam. Oh, but sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. I think it might not come down to that, though, Chris. If it goes to one game, so if Chelsea get beat by Man City and we go within two points off them, for instance, right? Let's 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 put it like that. Anything can happen then, and that's where where I think once it goes to one game, anything can happen. And that, yeah. but we've got to. Get, I, I agree with you to the point where we've got to get it to one game, and that's the problem. Yeah. That's the point. That's that, that's the spot My on thing point. Is, it's not just Chelsea though. Hmm. It's not. It's West Ham. It's Tottenham Hotspur. It's Everton Football Club. We're relying on all of them messing up, and we've got to be almost perfect. Yeah, that's where I think it's a struggle well, for us. Yeah. The only reason I'm slightly different to to, to both and Chris there, I'm cheating this inter- international break where a lot of players are, are still at, at home. Essentially, I'm cheating it as though that's a. And like end of the season, that's the break. When we come back now, it is literally a mini league with the potential for a, a final at the end of it. And I, I hope yeah. Klopp uses that kind of mentality to motivate the lads to be like, what's come before? We can't do fuck all about now. But what we can do is how we finish the season in terms of getting to the Champions League final and getting into top four. If we can... If we can start using those little things as motivating factors, hopefully just rejuve, especially with the fresh legs coming back as well, in terms of that break time and then fresh legs lads coming back from injury. And when you look at it like that, I think it we're more than capable of being able to get it. I don't know how many points is left. How many games was that then, Paul? Was the seven or eight left? There's eight. Nine. There's, we've got nine games. Sorry, so there's yeah, still left. 27 points for us up for, up for grabs. If we can get close to 24 to 25 points in that space of time, why mathematically? Because that's how Klopp's done it year on year. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, why I, mathematically? The point not be in the mix for that. I think the point. I think the point that Chris is making, and I, I which I agree with, is that we're looking ahead and going. We're imagining a Liverpool that's capable of winning those amount of games, but there's no evidence to suggest yeah, that Liverpool that, can put it. five wins back to yeah, back on the board. Right now, that's what that's what I'm looking at and saying. Look, I'm looking at the last three months and going this side, the one that's averaged one point something points per game, ain't going to average two point eight eight points a game, is which is what Ellis sort of asking for. Yeah, like, you know, that's for. that's more that's better points than what we did at the oh. end of last season. Yeah. But well, can I ask you this Chelsea's question? Yeah, and can I ask you this question as well then? So, right before our form went on a nosedive, would you have said there's been the evidence to suggest it's going to go to the scale that it went down to? Because you probably would have said, we'll probably plateau a little bit, but we won't go to the depths that we've went to. So, it's not too impossible to say that flip can happen the other end. And as Sam was saying... Exactly, exactly. But the difference is, Errol, that there was reasons for that and the injuries and the moving of the midfielders and everything else. I don't think that has flipped reversed yet. I don't think we've got the players back who are as good as the players that got us to League Champions. Not saying it's League Champions. You know, Nat Phillips and Ozan Kabak are playing well at centre-back, and they are. But that doesn't mean that they're suddenly as good as Gomez and Van Dijk and the team's as good. We can find more ways to win, I think, with them at the back. But like, it doesn't. it's not like a flip reversal of the situation for me anyway. No, it's definitely not. But the sorry, lads. But the situation. To, sorry, Adel. To, to the point is, which I think you. I think we're, I, I, look, I agree because we have to. There's no point in not living in optimism, and I, I, I like your point on this, Adel, because it's not that, is it? Because we were the form we were in. It was. It was. It wasn't the losing so much of of Virgil Van Dijk and, the, and Joe Gomez at that point because we had that we cope without them for for a for a while. It was all the extra options. That's what I'm saying the no, midfielders are sad. Exactly. Said that. No, no. But what, so Edel's to Edel's point is you're not flipping back to a Liverpool that had every player available to it. We've actually got as many players available now, if not more, than we had at the point where we were going along at over two points a game. True, yeah. but the difference is they they've lost loads of games. So what does that do to the confidence? Oh, yeah, and what yeah. does that do? to the oh, sides yeah. that you're playing against and everything else. It's not as, what I'm saying is, it's not as simple as we've got our players back, we're just great now. Oh, no. And, and like, the, it's not. If it was, we'd, we'd be brilliant. Yeah, and I think the the thing that's going to be vital for this, Errol, is that, that Arsenal game, first game back, 
go and win that because you look at who around us, who everyone around us played. You like Leicester playing City, so there's a chance Leicester drop points, and I think Leicester are too far out of reach. If I'm being perfectly honest, but Chelsea have got West Brom at home, West Ham uh, travel to Wolves, and and Spurs have got Newcastle. So all three of those teams above us should pick up three points as well. And, and and we've got the toughest game there out of all of those teams that we're chasing down. If we get the three points there and just and just imagine where we're just matching it. So then you've matched it, but it's one less game left to play. Yeah. But that's when it's, things start to get interesting, you know, in terms of whatever else is doing. And to Chris's point, we're not we're not just chasing Chelsea down. We have got the other teams, but everyone else has been a bit. For me, Chelsea, what Chelsea have done is put down a level of consistency. They don't lose games of football anymore, so they 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 the benchmark. Whereas Tottenham lose all kinds of games, and West Ham have started to stutter now. And I think that's probably my feeling is West Ham are that's that's kind of it for West Ham now. But we'll we'll see because based on the form. West Ham will continue to be above us and we'll continue to stutter, but that's where this, you're right, this running's going to be interested. But like Chelsea have got the Porto game to come, they've got Palace in between that. They've got a game with, uh, they've got a, uh, an FA Cup semi final with Man City. They've got a rearranged game with Brighton to fit in somewhere that will has been moved because of that, because of that game. They've got West Ham away at some point. They've got Fulham, all perfectly winnable. They've got City again in the Premier League mentioned there. Arsenal, Leicester, and Villa. You know they've got that's a that's a gauntlet that Chelsea are going to have to run, particularly those final games where they might well have a Champions League semi final thrown into the mix. And hey, we might we might well too. I, I Chelsea have got the hardest fixtures on paper if you look at team names only. Yeah. Because I don't think Liverpool have got it. Like you were saying before, I don't think Liverpool's fixture list is easy for them yeah. just because the teams are down near the bottom of the yeah. table. And this is the I thing. I don't is think it's easy it? for us, but I think it's a... If we've been, as Liverpool fans, we've probably been underwhelmed with the way the seasons went. And, and that would be, you know, a reasonable statement to make. But what I'd say is we've all probably had in the back of our minds that expectation that it's only going to take one game for it all to click into place. And when I say all, I don't mean to the heights that like we, we played last season when we had Virgil van Dijk and we had the, the full contingent. I'm just talking yeah. for us to get some scary form back and for us to look unplayable again. And as Paul was saying then, if we can come back and just hit like hit the ground running against Arsenal, treat it as a mini, a mini league, beat Arsenal. No, we're going into Real Madrid. We can't falter there. So the form's got to go from a, a good win against Arsenal to an even better result against, or better performance against Real Madrid. From that point, everything's just got to back up the next to the next. If we can start yeah. building momentum from there, we become a bit of a juggernaut again before the end of yeah. the season. And that's, that's what I'm thinking as a Liverpool fan. We can't go a whole season without getting free-flowing end-to-end rock and roll footy from a Jürgen Klopp side. It's unheard of. We've not seen it once, so I wouldn't expect it to happen this year. That's just my take. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, 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 I agree. I think what, what, and this is the point, is that I think for people on, on Chris's other side of the fence, just need to see us win a couple of games. Yeah, that's and it. It's like, easy I mean, to right, right now, I'm looking at the form table and ours is the worst out of all the teams around us still. We've lost three of the last five games still. You know what I mean? We've not put down... When was the last time we put back-to-back wins in the Premier League down, by the way? Does anyone know? Yeah. Like, it's so, like, Sam and Spurs, yeah. January. Yeah, it's, uh, December. two months ago. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's that's not great, is it? So, and listen, I agree, Errol. I think Liverpool can spark themselves into life. The, the other big concern for me, though, right now is... The point, sorry, on that is that you're right, league form, and this is this is where Liverpool challenges because the last time we put back to back league back to back wins together was last week. So that's what you've got to add. All sorts of stance is that for the motivation team, they've got to look at that and go, we feel we've turned the corner here, but they've got to go. They've they got have to, take to they have to and go and, and, and step up and prove that, don't they? But listen, when we're coming against teams in the Premier League, they're not asked about our European form. They're asked about how we're doing in the league table. It doesn't make a blind bit of difference. That's for us to take our European form into it. But don't tell me. Honestly, that you've not seen a side switch off to the league when they're close to a European final. And we've seen it ourselves yeah. under Jürgen Klopp when it got to the Europa League final. Like, the focus shifts. And we talked to Jamie Carragher a few years ago about that 2009 season and starting the next season and what that does for the players and when they know that they can't actually achieve their goals in the Premier League and stuff like that. They, these are all things that take into consideration. Of course, Errol's right. Liverpool can do it, Sam's right. Liverpool can do it because the points, are, it's not that much but all I'm saying is from what I've seen I can't see how we change that massively without quickly doing what Errol's saying mm. like if we do what Errol's saying we'll do it yeah. 
But I, I just, I'm just looking at the evidence and going, there's, there's nothing there. This is the only thing, the only bright spark for me is Jota. Yeah, Jota yeah. can be the be that difference maker to this Liverpool side because he's the lad that we haven't got, the lad that can go and score goals and spark us into life there, and he has kind of done that. And Fabinho, yeah, yeah in midfield, yeah. Oh. yeah, that was the point I was going to make. Go on, Sam. Sorry, I was just going to say, I, I, you know what, Chris, you've nailed it there, and I think there's there's two things I want to say. Number one is if we get past Real Madrid, everything will go in the Champions League, and so it should. And also, let's be honest. Why are people so obsessive about next year's Champions League when you've still got this year's to play for? Like, it's so bizarre how the world. No, but you know why? Do you know why? Year. Money. Yeah. This, Do you know, know why that as is? Fans, like, we want to win it this year. <laughs> no, but the reason why is because people don't think we can win it this year. So people don't. People think we're if we're not good enough to get into the Champions League by the league places, we're not good enough to win the competition, which is bollocks. Because you can, because mm-hmm. you, you don't. Because I've said this before, you can draw your next four games in the Champions League and I'm get to the, the final. final. You can that's, draw the you know, final and win on pens. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? You could draw. You could draw five games of football and be crowned as European champions. Whereas if you draw five of your next nine Premier League games, you're not going to get in yeah. the, in, in the yeah, top four. And that's the that that's the way of that. But yeah, look, this is this is the thing, and. Uh, it's all on the next few games for me because I agree. I think we've done. We've sat here and had these conversations plenty of times. We go, yeah, use this as a motivating tool to kick on. And all the seasons where we've just fallen short of our objectives, we've just networked the seasons where we haven't found consistency in the league, and we've often been distracted by a cup run or whatever. We've put our eggs into Kenny Dalglish putting them into the FA Cup basket, Klopp putting them into the Europa League because we've seen this happen time and time again. Rafa doing it for um, for this for Istanbul, you know, it, it does. I don't. I don't think this squad is constructed that way. I think it. I think we've got. Yes, we're still a little short, and this will depend upon fitness. But if you can get Jordan Henderson back at some point, you know, in, in the in the next few weeks, and you can hopefully maintain a general level of fitness where a guy can drop out for a week, but it's only one game, and he's back for midweek or he's back for the weekend. We should have a combination of quality and because I don't think Klopp. I think we, we, we've got enough, just about enough quality, I think, to rotate around. But that, again, that's just because I'm a glass half full loser. Um, <laughs> it's the best in every situation. Um, but I think the point is, to, to Chris's point, it's not like you want us to, you want your reality to be the reality. Yeah. It's just that you set, you set yourself up for disappointment if you're expecting Liverpool to go and win the next nine Premier League games. And I've seen people saying, if we win our nine, then we will do this. We're not going to win. Liverpool are not going to win their last nine games of the season. You can barely score goals. Exactly. You know, <laughs> like, and we might well attain the corner. It might be going. It's possible. Is the is the, is the point? Um, Liverpool just need to stop losing games, and I, we just need to do what Chelsea have been doing: stop getting beat, and then. If you manage to pick up a few wins, you might just find yourself, as Sam says, and as Errol's kind of saying, in a situation where a couple of games left in the season, the last game of the season, if we're in a straight shootout where you've just got to win your last game of the season, then that boss, you've got to, you've got, you've got to try and make the, 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 the Premier League a, a, a cup competition now, which is, I think, was Errol's point. And if we can do that, then great. Because you don't net, I don't think we need to win all nine to finish in the top four. Because I think Chelsea will drop points, and I think West Ham will drop points, and I think Spurs will drop points, and Everton will definitely drop points. We just need to make sure that we pick up more than they do. I mean, again, look at the form. You look at the um, the league. You're right. The league form is is a bit crap. But let me just get it up before me here. Like Chelsea have only won two games in the last five. Three of the drawn three, but they've drawn two. three that we've lost, and that's it. That's your difference makers. If we start turning those draw, if we start turning those defeats into draws, look, that means Chelsea will still stay ahead of us because if they maintain that form. But as we say, there's no reason to suggest that Chelsea don't lose a game because their focus goes on X, Y, and Z. Or one thing on the Chelsea thing, they, it's it's such a Chelsea season, like. They they have got everything to play for this season. They've got an FA Cup to play for. They've got a Champions League to play for, and they've got okay, not the league, but but top four to play for. This has got they've done this so many they've got times. Got fucking Di Matteo, but Rafa, yeah, you know where they just they just sack off the guy who's got noble ambitions for building something, parachute someone in to bring back in, you know, to make them solid. Or normally it was like bring back the old guard for one more hurrah. 
And so yeah, I mean, if I was a Chelsea fan, look at this, Mike. Uh, the story looks really exciting for them. So like, bear that in mind when you're thinking about Liverpool's story. Is that this this it it, it comes into contact with it with a a well tried and tested Chelsea story of changing your manager and lifting silverware at the end of the campaign. Hopefully, what, what it's just the all, FA Cup and they focus what, on that. What we all want is Arsenal to win the Europa League, us yes. to win the Champions League, and Everton to finish Everton to finish fourth. <laughs> Or even Chelsea, that'd be even just as funny. That would be. I'd like it to be Moyes to finish fourth, so that he gets knocked out the Champions League again in that random way. He'd give it up. He'd just have to give it all up, wouldn't he? Like never come back to football ever again. Right, sound uh, guys. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on the podcast this week. That's been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, thank you to everyone who was live in the comments on YouTube for it while we were doing it. And thank you so much to the guys who sent the super chats in. You're all very, very wonderful. Do uh, if you need more content, go and check out the RedmenTV.com. Uh, we've got a Reds news roundup show. We're doing the mid you know, the the running report cards. We're ranking the Liverpool players most important to the season so far and what's left of the season as well. We're doing a three part on that. Episode one is up now. We're doing part two today. Uh, and of course check out all those Champions League documentaries and all other things as well and as mentioned we've got a competition to win a signed Luis Suarez print if you go over and you sign up or upgrade to Club Legend over on the RedmanTV.com you can be automatically entered into that competition the details will follow Uh, thank you so much Uh, we'll be back with the Redmen podcast next week